0: Hello, hello and welcome to the Real Estate Guru 254 po podcast. We are just coming up on episode number 12. Uh, I want to make a reflection here. When we did uh, episode 7, I started to do research uh, on the meaning of numbers, so, you know, just for the fun of it. Um, it was, you know, a random thing, you know, just seeking knowledge, and, <laughs> which honestly sometimes feels uh, really pointless. But you'd be amazed at how many silly, pointless, but pretty really interesting pieces of information you can discover about, you know, literally anything out there these days. I mean, I think we're living in, a, in the golden age. Really. Uh, case in point, I decided today before we, we get into the episode, just to do a little bit of research on the number 12. You know, which is also, 12 is, you know, the number of this episode, right? So did you know that 12, the word 12, is the largest number with a single syllable name in the English language? No, I I, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> that must be some life-changing information, right there. Yes. <laughs> um, so twelve is also uh, the first, I think, of what are called superior, uh, highly composite numbers, as it is perfectly divisible by six numbers and that's the number one two three four six and of course uh 12 itself right no number before it is perfectly divisible that many numbers <laughs> again another useless piece of information did you know that planet jupiter's orbital period earth's orbital period is one year but planet jupiter's orbital period is 12 years i didn't know that Until I started researching. You know, we use the number 12 in many human systems, notably in measuring units of time. You know, so we have an hour, which is uh, 60 minutes, which is perfectly divisible by 12. We have a day, which comprises of two units of 12 hours each. There are many amazing things about the number 12. Most of these things are completely irrelevant to today's episode, (laughs) except that, of course, you know, today's Today's episode is episode 12. Letteni makofi kiasi. Yeah? Uh, so my name again is David Batia. I'm founder of Real Estate Guru. Welcome to this week's conversation which will be dedicated to discussing everything about sexual properties. Essentially, my guest and I will be delving into a conversation on the Sexual Properties Act number 21 of 2020, which was enacted on 11th of December 2020. Today's episode will also, be uh, the final conversation of our legal conversations uh, for this first series of, of this podcast. We are sure you pick up some new information uh, from this discussion. So, the Section of Properties Act number 21 of 2020 was enacted into law in alignment with. Uh, the provisions of the constitution of kenya 2010 uh the land act number no. six of 2012 uh, the registration the land registration act number no. three of 2012 and the national uh, land commission act number no. 5 of 2012 and in effect when it was enacted it repealed the sectional properties act number no. 21 of 1987 which was outdated just given the changes to the various uh, regimes we've just mentioned of land laws which you know had since been replaced in line with the constitution of Kenya 2010 My guest today (laughs) needs no introduction to you all, but before she and I get into it, allow me to first go into my gratitude list for today. When we started this production, I didn't have the resources to hire a lot of the technical skills to put a podcast together. Uh, One of the resources that we needed besides a sound engineer was a studio to produce uh, these recordings. So I want to give a shout out to the team at Timeless Radio who graciously hosted uh, this podcast. Andrew from Timeless Radio, thank you so much uh, for helping us push the right buttons. <laughs> and in your own way, you know, taking time to be on hand to assist me to work uh, on the studio equipment. Um, I'm also making a special mention to our dear friend, Jenny, uh, who came through when I needed to find a new home for this podcast. Obviously, another special mention goes to Monica. Uh, just once again for... Uh, just putting me in front of the right people. Thank you for rooting in me. As I said, I am with uh, Monica Mwangi today on our final recording for the legal episodes of this series. Monica, Karibusana, uh, Glad to have you on board. Wapi <laughs> zake. Monica, I <Fifth> posted <five>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: My name is David Warubimbatea. And today I'm joined in studio by uh, Monica Mwangi. She has been with us previously, talking to us about issues, legal issues, um, and how those legal issues affect uh, the real estate sector. So it's always good to be you back to studio, Monica. Karibu sana.
1: Hi everyone, Monica here. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure to be here, trying to learn something new from David. (laughs) <laughs> as we discussed, as we discussed issues no, surrounding no. real estate.
0: This is all Monica. She's the <laughs> one who's teaching us. No, we're uh, learning. No, we're learning. Yes, yeah, we're we are learning. learning together. Yeah. And and you know that's the whole point of this uh, podcast. The whole point of this podcast is to educate and inform people about the real estate market and to help people out there um, develop some real estate market intelligence. So today we're gonna be. Talking about um, something which I think is relevant to specifically those people who who consider you know the purchase of apartments, flats, um, townhouses, those sort of properties. So today we're going to be talking about sectional properties, and we're particularly interested in uh, discussing what the new regulations that were effected I think in 2020 regarding the Sectional Properties Act and before we really get into it monica maybe you can offer to us a description or a definition of what sectional properties are okay yeah
1: like we said we are learning so and in learning we are in this together so i just want to ask
0: david yes
1: what do you think you know it means a sectional property is you know for me yeah
0: well i think a sectional property is just a division within a larger uh, property so if we're talking about a building when you go let's say you go to a building a commercial building in the city there is you know several offices within that and, and they are on several floors if so if it's a 12 story building and it has five floors or sorry not five floors 12 floors but it has every every floor is divided into five different units so those would be about 60 units and each of those would be like a sectional uh property within that space so yeah that's my understanding of it.
1: And it is very right. Yeah. I think in the, uh, the the most common word I think in the UK and the US is the condominium they mm-hmm. call them condos. Yeah. So when you say someone is owning a condo you can see they're owning a flat or in a, you know in a in a city It's a whole building, so they have condos inside, so people own that apartment or that flat, and they have documents to show that they have ownership. So, it's basically the same concept. It's been there in Kenya for a while, it's just not been very...
0: Well defined?
1: Yes, or even applicable, because the act that we had previously was a 1987 act. Yeah. So, it's... That we've been trying to adopt, but um, it has only, as David says, mm. come into being in
0: 2020. Yeah, but we just. Uh, that if you had a piece of land, yeah. and so we didn't really think of buildings having. Um, several uh, units it was always i think that has come with advancement that we have started having buildings that have very many uh, different units within this one uh, exactly. building and that the ownership of those units are not necessarily one individual they yeah. could be owned by several individuals,
1: individuals.
0: yes within that one building mm. so maybe a question now yes Before the implementation of these new regulations that have amended the Act, what was the form of ownership prior? What is the the form of ownership today um, under the new law?
1: Previously, it was leases. Previously, how you would own an apartment or an office. Because you see, uh, I think the one thing we need to identify is the second property is only confers title to some space inside a building or a property that has multiple spaces for instance flats apartments offices townhouses those kind of things so previously there was still ownership for this but it was leases so what happens is um, we have a lease document a lease is an agreement between you and i of how i'm supposed to use this space yeah so i do not get a title for previously you would not get a title for that office for that townhouse for that flat what you would get is a lease whole document Um or other a lease agreement. So uh, we had those called, called short-term leases and long-term leases. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately now, previously long-term leases was for uh, forty-five years and above, but it's been amended to twenty-one years. So now long-term leases are leases that are supposed to be uh, intended to be for more than twenty-one years. Okay. But That is, you know, twenty-one, not forty-five. So twenty-one mm-hmm. years. So previously you would do you register now the leasehold document is what mm-hmm. you register to confer ownership to yourself for that particular space.
0: But these were still freely transferable, even then.
1: Yeah, but the <coughs> the the, uh, the biggest problem was you don't get uh, ownership of. See, so someone still owns the property. You understand? Yeah.
0: The land upon yes. which the, the property is extracted. Exactly. So
1: actually, the big the biggest challenge was, or rather, the biggest motivation to get the of Properties Act was yeah. you find uh, David owns the uh, the land. Yeah. I have a space maybe on fifth floor, and then David has charged the land with some bank. Uh, you understand? Yes. David has charged the land with some bank, and then now. He has failed to pay. Uh, he
0: defaults on his he defaults. Yes. The bank
1: has a right to foreclose. So, when uh, me and my people friend, my and my space and my lease, we are caught in the crossfire between David and the bank.
0: <laughs> That's what you're saying,
1: yes. <laughs> so, uh, I think uh. now. Now, when you have now these sectional properties, my space on the floor has no bearing on someone on the fourth floor. Everybody has individual ownership. Mm. The sectional properties comes in to confer individual ownership to each tenant or to each buyer uh, in those buildings.
0: So, what you're saying is that now, every individual gets title yes. to their specific yes. uh, unit yes. and that that title is independent or say the title that holds the land upon which the entire building sits. Yes, That's but that only
1: happens if the intention between the two parties was to create ownership. You understand? Uh-huh. Yes. You see there's a point where I just want you to be a tenant. Okay. I do not want you to be the no, owner. No, I'm not selling the property to you or the space to you.
0: Let me ask a question. yes If I built a flat, yes. for example, and I have, say, 40 units. Yes. And initially I had no intention of conferring ownership. Yes. Um, but I may choose to do so sometime down the line. Yeah. What stops me from going to the land registry and saying if I had all the documentation that they require for me to actually have the individual titles to all those 40 different units... Mm-hmm as opposed to having this one title for the entire land, what stops me from doing? Is there any I Today, I may have tenants, and tomorrow, I may want to say sell the units. Okay, so I think, yeah. that, I
1: think that takes us to... Uh, oh, I may want discussion. to sell a portion yes, of a discussion of the units. how it happens, the procedure on how you get these titles. Yeah. What happens... Not protect now. I know the question you are asking is what stops you from doing that, and yeah. you still have the original title. Yes. That ca- kind of gives multiple titles. So what happens? You have bought property. You want to erect a flat, apartments, yes. or offices, or whatever. Correct. When you when you do that, you are expected to engage a developer, a surveyor in this procedure. Yeah. So the surveyor will uh, is supposed to prepare a sectional plan, okay. of whatever you are supposed to construct of that particular property, yes. a sectional plan, and then it is presented for approval. Yes. Once um, it's, a, it's Actually, the first step it's taken to a developer. So you see a survey is the one who does the plan. Eh? Yes. A developer will endorse the sectional plan because the, the developer would know whether this would work in that particular area or not. So the developer, once they have endorsed the plan, yeah. it's taken to the department of surveys okay. who authenticates the plan and gives the approval for the same to proceed. Okay. So once that has been done, the approval has been issue- issued. What happens? The mother title is then closed. Okay. You understand? Yes. The and, the f- and
0: forty titles to the specific Yes, good. So the units. owner,
1: the owner of that title, is supposed to surrender the original title to the Ministry of Lands. Mm. So that particular file is closed. Mm. A new file for 40, like you said, yeah. 40 units is yeah. now opened. That particular property that had one title, that yeah. title is, in, I think in simple terms, it's cancelled. And then the Ministry of Lands will issue 40 yeah. different titles to, to now the GFA. specific units. Yes. Yeah. to each. And those would
0: be units. issued to me unless I had of course exactly. transferred to so, any other person. Yes.
1: Yeah, so in the event that you want to sell, like you said, yeah. if you want to sell maybe 20 units, you will yeah. transfer it to those 20 units. Okay. You will still have 20 pending units in yeah. your name yeah. in the event that you want to list them out. Maybe you just want not have tenants who will be paying or you want to sell them. You have the option. Okay. But what happens now? The next question will do, what happens now to the ground? Yes. You see, there is where you've erected there, yeah, but so there's, there's, a ground where, yeah. there's a ground where it yeah. sits. So, what happens? Uh, the section of properties uh provides for uh, the incorporation of a corporation. Ah,
0: uh, you get it, yes, commonly referred to as management, management company. So, now
1: that okay. was that was previously okay before the new sectional properties act, yes. Previously, they were called management companies. So, management company was supposed to be formed under the mm. companies act.
0: Okay.
1: But now this one mm. is not formed under the Companies Act. Because you remember the Companies Act has yeah. limitation. Yes. Of, uh, it's a public or private. So it had regulations because it has to comply to the Companies Act. Mm. However, on this other hand, mm. in the sectional property, you're just supposed to form a corporation yeah. under the sectional properties act. So, uh, if you have forty new owners, owners sorry, uh-huh. owners. Mm. So each owner will have um, like a share okay. in that company, in that yeah. corporation, rather, like a share in that corporation. So uh-huh. what happens is the ground area, upon
0: which the the an entire building the building sits, sits yes.
1: is owned by the corporation. Yeah. So what the corporation does it allows all these forty owners to jointly as joint tenants mm. to own. Is it not joint tenants? Tenants in common. Yeah. To own. Ah, yes, actually
0: you? the phrase is "tenant in common. Right, I think yes. I saw it somewhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you for our farming, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, to own together uh-huh. that ground area uh-huh. so that well, uh, so that there's no one particular, there's no particular person who has ownership of that ground title, uh, rather the ground let me, area. Let me ask, because yes. I
0: guess now we have 40 titles. Yes. We're, we're, you know, looking at a scenario where we have one building with 40 different units. Yeah. This particular building sits on a parcel of land it's and like this water this parcel of land, mm-hmm. the title deed for it was cancelled so that 40 titles could be issued to their respective units. So now we're talking about a, a corporation yeah. that owns the physical location or the, the property, the, the land upon which. Does, what kind of documentation does it hold?
1: Just a True. certificate of registration of the corporation. That's it. That's it. Okay. That is it because it would beat the purpose of having now another
0: yeah another <laughs> title issued to them.
1: No. Okay. So what happens? We just have
0: the in a certificate of incorporation yes okay and then then that company then manages that space in the, for the common benefit the common, of, yes. of the owners yes. the specific owners of the pro, of the property.
1: yes the, you will find mm. like now you have maybe parking spaces maybe it's they have maybe ground floor basement yeah.
0: security lifts uh, uh, lighting garbage
1: collection yes services mm. the corporation is now that to. is is gonna
0: be responsible for yes. that. The
1: corporation is owned by the owners of
0: the unit. If mm-hmm. I sold my particular unit to you, yes. I'm assuming then that I'm also going to sell the share that I own in the corporation. The the common
1: share,
0: yes. I'd sell my share to yes. you as yes. well. Yes, And that it's presumed that if I'm selling the unit that then that would also happen it's it's a foregone conclusion it is, that it is okay so
1: each each unit comes with a share you all have equal share so if I'm selling my unit like you say it's a foregone conclusion you're also selling uh, the, the share, share in the, in the, the management in company. the management company not yeah. of no, no, the corporation okay yeah, when you say management company you know, you refer to the old regime. nowadays we are calling them a corporation yeah yes
0: perhaps you could also then talk about there's, there's a a phrase I had uh, recently, which is a uh, reversionary interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monica, you're learning teaching here. Today, we are learning from you.
1: Why are you saying I'm learning teaching? <laughs> you're giving me goosebumps.
0: Because I feel like some of these terms sound like uh, legalistic yes. uh, terms. Um, what's, our, what's reversionary interest?
1: Reversion. That, the easiest way is to break the word, break into, the word into, into what into it's terms. meaning. Yeah. reversion. So, revert. Yes,
0: yeah. reversion. Yeah. comes from
1: that word, revert. Yes, revert. What does revert mm-hmm.
0: mean? It's Go back to. Go back to. Mm-hmm. Alright?
1: Yeah. So, what we have discussed is that the sectional properties confers ownership mm-hmm. from the mother title into this sectional properties, sectional units yes. to like 40 owners. So, you have certificate of titles or certificate of leases, but mm-hmm. under the sectional property. It's still basically some sort of leasehold. You understand? It's yeah. Because a lease, it means it's not freehold. It's not not entirely your title. So it basically means there is someone at the, at the, at the finish of a period of time goes back to someone. Right. Rather, someone else should be registered as a owner. You yes. understand? It's like how
0: on expiry of the lease, yes. Um the presumption is that it reverts to back to where it came from. Now if where it came from does no longer exist because I'm assuming the mother title then has been you know dispensed with. Yeah. Where is it actually going back?
1: I think the easiest way <laughs> is to give an example. For instance the right. leasehold that previously we talked about the certificate of leases that government yes. is now issuing. Yeah. We say there for a period of like ninety nine years 99 years uh, period yeah. so at the lapse of 99 years yeah reversionary interest goes back to who to the government if you do not apply for a renewal you it goes back to the government so this in this particular instance as well what it does you see now in the certificate of leases on the pre- on the previous regime the first option of the person or to bring a renewal yeah. was the owner of the property okay. because all you have is a leasehold you understand, yeah, previously, yes, yes. all you had was a leasehold. So at the, at the expression of this period, maybe yeah. it was 45 years, 21 years, 99 years. The first person, the person who has priority of applying for a new lease mm. it's not yourself <coughs> as the current holder, it was the previous owner alright? Yeah. But in this instance now, because it has conferred ownership to you, the reversionary interest gives is... you first priority to apply uh, for a renewal of ownership of a I particular see. property. I see. But in the event that you do, you don't, it goes back to the, it does not go back to the previous owner, it goes back to the government. So
0: there if is. you fail to renew... Yes.
1: But you know, okay. we could say it, it gives you because it has conferred ownership. Mm. You're the first person as the owner who has priority to apply or rather automatically the property the interest is to To you. Yes.
0: Maybe just then in concluding this conversation I had heard that there was a lot of fraud being committed under the previous regime of ownerships, Mm -hmm. um, especially under the previous act, because when the mother title existed, someone else, the owner of the land upon which the property was built, if he had even sold the unit to someone else, could easily go and borrow against the property. And this was something that used to happen quite often. Leaving the owner of the (laughs) the flat, having a unit upon which there is a prior claim by, say, the bank assuming that this individual had actually borrowed and had the title charged. So maybe you could also tell us what were some of the other uh, major changes that came along with these new regulations besides... Know, what you've just mentioned maybe you could also tell us is there a process by which because i'm presuming that now that there's a new regime of law um the 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 old is being done away with and the new is coming and how do people then move from you know the old, the old yeah. and those who had say acquired units yeah, when, previous when the previous regulations were in effect and now you know what what do they need to do to do today?
1: So, in that process that you're referring to, what you're trying to describe yeah. is called conversion. Before the operation of this particular act, yeah. you had acquired a, a, a you, flat, a flat, yeah, or, 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 yeah. A
0: residential unit, yes. a town, yes, an, so, an office.
1: Yes, it yeah. is. or Rather, it it is presumed what you have now yeah. is a is a is a lease, right? Yeah. Fortunately, like I've said, nowadays because uh, uh, long-term leases had to be registered. But long-term leases were defined from being 45 years and above previously. But nowadays it is 21 years. Yes. Okay. So it is presumed you have a lease, a long-term lease, hold yeah, in yeah. That, for that particular unit, and it you have the intention of conferring because you bought it. So the intention was to confer ownership. So what you do, and then previously, like you said, we had management companies. So what happened actually with management companies is that they would still retain uh, ownership of the ground, whatever, or rather right. they still. It basically has the same responsibilities of, because basically they yeah, the management
0: company, the yes. roles haven't changed. Yes,
1: previously, uh, actually, yeah. there's, there's something I needed to mention that oh. the divisionary interest of that particular unit was going back to the management company ah, as see. opposed to each, each particular individual.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So this now the new act. It because has, the
0: management company was the whole thing. It yes, was the unit that held exactly. the units. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So nowadays, you, you have individual ownership so the conversion interest goes back to the owner. Oh, I see. So anyway, conversion, what happens now if you have a previous if you have a, a long term lease yeah. and you want a certificate of title, certificate of leasehold for your particular unit, you are uh, you do conversion. Conversion can be initiated by either the developer who did the development of that particular flat or building the management company can do that or even you as the owner of the unit the person who has the the leasehold you can apply to the ministry of land if i applied as
0: an as an individual and say that again just going back to the example we had where there are 40 units yes would I be applying at the behest of everybody else? No. Or would this process just be for me as an individual?
1: No, it is just for you as an individual. Okay. Because now what happens right now, you see right now, uh, we have already saved you have a leasehold, a yes. long-term lease, but the devotional interest has been registered to a management company. True. So what happens is you are, you are applying for conversion of this particular leasehold into a title under the Sectional Properties Act. Act. So what happens? There are the forms that you're going to feel will require the management company, that are the officials of the management company, to sign off mm-hmm. that they no longer have the revulsion interest, they no longer have right over this particular condominium, flats, apartment, unit. office okay. unit. And yes. then once that has been dispensed off with, uh, you proceed to do the registration. The, okay. the only problem is it still it still goes back to the initial process where yeah. you need a sectional plan to be filed. You understand? Yeah. Because for the government or for the Ministry of Lands to uh, actually give sectional properties, it's a requirement that a sectional plan has to be filed for that particular property. If, so in that... Yeah, just mm-hmm.
0: maybe just to ask. Mm-hmm. If a section of plan was being done, and and a surveyor came and said, "Okay, this is section plan for this particular unit." Yes. I'm presuming that the section of plan covers the entire development. It yes, does. It does.
1: It does because it is for the entire building. Yes. Yes.
0: But I'm I'm the one applying. Say I initiated. I initiated the application for my title. Yes. To that particular unit, to the specific unit that I own. Mm-hmm. What happens when the next um or rather when
1: they refuse
0: no let's mm-hmm. say the other owner mm-hmm. another owner goes and says they are also initiating so there's all going to be all these sectional no you see uh, the plan particular sectional
1: plan mm-hmm. is one Okay. You're not doing for your, please you no. you're not doing for your flat. Okay. It's in respect of the mother property. Okay. You understand? So, it is one, actually, it's supposed to be submitted by the management company because it is one surveyor. Who I see. And one developer.
0: Okay. Who does what? Even if it, even if it's initiated yes. by by an individual. Yes.
1: Okay. It is one part. Okay. So, that, that actually would require that the management company... Yeah, because it And be everybody confusing. works together to yeah. get a sectional plan.
0: Exactly. It would be confusing to have... But the question already the, the building
1: has been constructed so yeah. what is the sectional plan for yeah. you can use the original plan yeah. the original obviously there was a plan that was submitted for approval yeah. so you can use the original plan it yeah. can be submitted as because the original plan shows the sections ah, of that particular unit so you need you need to present the sectional plan together with the list that you have the list document that you had registered in that had conferred ownership to you previously, okay. And the original title also needs now to be submitted. So, in the event yeah. no, that's where the t- tricky part is in the event that the original title is no longer maybe the management company was not given because of some issue or yeah. whatever, yeah. what happened? I see. If you prove that you have uh, this, uh, sub, uh, the list document and yeah. it was duly registered, it, it, it shows it's authentic. And within you know, what the Ministry of Lance does, uh, they will issue a notice to the management company or the previous owner or the developer to uh, surrender the the mother title within 60 days in the event that does not happen the ministry of land is a superior organ when it comes to land ownership yeah. land administration so it has immense powers when it comes to uh land so yeah. once we, they give a notice in, in 60 days it is not available then the register yeah. will proceed to just in absentia cancel the whatever uh, the title and issue uh what are this called Sections, are the section properties. On, uh, yeah so the question is what is the cost implication yeah because obviously you had paid stamp duty you had paid the requisite fees previously when you're yes. acquiring this property so, so this is just conversion so if you had previously paid fees and you have the documents the receipts the whatever you will not be needed to pay any, any, any new stamp duty or okay. whatever maybe just a few fees for registration maybe something called franking mm. just small fees but you will not be expected to pay stamp duty again because you're the current owner you're just converting yeah. to the new regime of title yeah yes
0: Because the law has changed and uh, essentially what we're doing is just converting from the old to the... To to the the new.
1: So you will not be expecting any new thumb duty. Okay. Yes.
0: Again, maybe just... I think now we've talked about conversion. But what were the other major changes that the regulations came in with?
1: So we've talked about... Uh, we've
0: talked about conversion. We've talked about... The, um,
1: obviously, the document is the comparing ownership. you yes, we'll now get a title. Yeah, we've so talked about that. the management company that had been now changed. Actually, now what, Now another thing, what happens? Once you have, or rather the entire building have mm. converted to sectional properties, the management company is wound up. And then a corporation is registered in its stead. It's still the same shares, but yeah. you see the, like, like we said, the management company was um, under the company's act. So yeah. it is wound up and then we have a new corporation. Yeah. With the same powers, the
0: management company no longer having reversionary interest. Yes, because yes. of the, the the effect of the, the new regulations. Yes. Okay.
1: So I think then we talked about how now we have standard plans because there's a requirement for the sectional properties to be to be filed. Yeah. Remember, like you said previously, one the owner would charge the owner. The owner, <laughs>
0: did, yeah, still having access to another title. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened. I, I did see a case somewhere in Ati River where a bank, They I do recall that the, the number of units in that particular development were 204 units. Uh, I think it was called Sunset Park or something like that. I forget the name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, the bank, I think, it was INM Bank. And INM Bank, had issued loan to to this uh, developer or the owner of the land someone had borrowed against the, the land and yeah. the, the bank showed up yeah. one day and just said we're taking over this property because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, someone has defaulted on a loan yeah. yeah so I think that was one of the remedies that it came it in to, to alleviate yeah Yeah. okay
1: and that's a major one don't I think the major one. imagine the bank comes and you have no idea and that's where you live. Yeah. thank god but uh, there's was also this like There was also you talked about the previous owner is supposed to transfer the reversionary interest to the management company. In some instances, that did not happen. So, you find maybe at the end of 21 years, Mm. the previous owner has applied for renewal. Of the leasehold, yeah, Or are the interest and
0: the you, owner is yeah, completely unaware. Exactly,
1: completely unaware. So yeah. there was some those kind of failures, or rather, you find you have bought. Uh, you are supposed to have one one unit in the management company. Yeah. So you are you are, you are they failed to allocate for you that particular share. Mm. So you don't have a controlling interest in your in that building. So anyway, it just basically control it does not give you any rights. Okay. Okay. And even so now, when it comes to
0: the regulation, the new regulations are really remedial. They were coming in to to correct some of the. Yes. The...
1: Then you find out. We we'll talk about rates and rent. You mm. have to pay. You are required to pay rates and rent for whatever. So you find the management company has not paid,
0: mm. and
1: it affects everybody. Nowadays, you're the owner of your own unit, so you're supposed to take care of your own rent and rates. So you yeah. make sure that you're at par when yeah. it comes to any kind of.
0: You're not going through a proxy to yes, make to sure that, that some of these things are done
1: yeah even previously now when you have a management company in most cases it was a requirement maybe if you're not uh, going as that you're not going to be living there maybe you're buying it for commercial uses which means you want to have a tenant rent it out, yes, yes so when you have a tenant it was a requirement that you disclose how much rent you're charging for your particular unit yeah and then in most cases even a management company would even come in to collect your rent and then disperse it to yes. you you understand yeah. you have literal no say those kind of things yeah actually but i think the major one is what you talked about now when the charging or whatever of that particular property because that was a common yes and then the other one is now about the diversional interest okay reverting back to the company as opposed to reverting back to you as an individual
0: um thanks for the conversation
1: yeah Oh, maybe just say one last thing about it. We've talked about how it applies to leases, to rent yeah. whatever. But I have to say, it also applies to uh, freehold properties. Yeah. Properties that have certificate of title, as opposed to certificate of leasehold. So, if you have a property that is free, uh, freehold, yes. sorry, and you want to do condominiums, you want to do apartments of a building, you're allowed to also apply for sectional title. I see. Yeah. So, what they I do have a
0: question. Yes. Are all sectional titles, by their very yeah. nature... um? He's least,
1: in a manner of speaking, yes. In a manner of speaking, I do not want to say yes because that's not the intention. But in a manner of speaking,
0: it is because it gives. So presumably, a, if I own a flat, I'm always paying uh, rent and rates. And rates, yes. Yes.
1: Please remember yeah. that is the intention when uh, we are trying to abolish the previous, or rather, the Ministry of Lands has proposed to abolish the previous land regimes, mm. and they want to inco- it consul- it consolidate all land dealings under one act, which was the Land Administration Act. Actually, you find even when you find uh you get the secondary properties it is deemed that title you will find it has a reference to land registration, registration act, act. Yes. that is now that that is now becoming the supreme act when mm. it comes to land dealing okay. so even the secondary properties act or yeah. title okay. they will have reference to the LRA. they are deemed yeah. to have been registered in uh, or according to the provisions of the land LRA. so the point is the ministry of land wants to move from mm. freehold properties Yes. across the country, not just in urban areas across the country, that is the entire that is the goal. Okay. It might take a while mm. but that is the goal. So in the next maybe 20-50 years, you mm. will find that all freehold titles have been abolished and converted to these titles.
0: That's an interesting one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Going back to one of the you know the conversations we had. Yeah. um You know, and I think we specifically talked about when we were talking about the forms of ownership. Yes. Um, and we did mention freehold land. Yes. And how freehold land, there's under the new constitution, you cannot confer tenure or freehold land to to foreign owners. Yes. So it's interesting to see that we are moving in the direction where we're looking at converting all land into leasehold land. Yes. um because it then goes back to you know (laughs) to an interesting conversation which we had earlier which is that foreigners can't own freehold freehold property and so we are basically saying we're going to throw the doors open um everybody should be paying tax to to own land and whether that land uh, uh, that the tax rates are what we call peppercorn rates yes there'd also be a bit very recently a conversation i think about the review of land uh, rent and rates and that many cities or specifically i think in nairobi that we have not had a review for a very long period of time time, yeah Yeah. how do you think that is going to play out or how do you think it's going to affect you know the property market
1: i mean like just like any this is your
0: opinion you you don't yeah yeah. this
1: is my honestly my opinion because i think david has said it has not happened it's a yeah. proposal 90 percent of even the leasehold properties that we have like yeah. the rent is people yeah so the government is not gathering or acquiring any money or Massive. tax or whatever yeah. from this yeah i think the rates of property is going to go up if that is my opinion yeah i honestly don't even think it's a bad thing i do not think it's a bad thing because i think like you said this is my opinion <laughs>
0: No, have at it, Monica. Um, <laughs> I think it's
1: a positive thing yeah. because uh, it gives it, it's another source of income for the government. Yeah. Another source of revenue for the government, and uh, with our economic, I think it's. I don't. Know.
0: I also feel like it'll it'll encourage people to be more observant of their duties yeah. or their responsibilities that come with uh, the ownership of property because. One of the conversations I had very recently, I know that we have segued into a different uh, conversation. One of the conversations I recently had with uh, a client in the diaspora is that she almost lost uh, her property. Um, She had left it unattended for about uh, six, seven years. When she came back one day to visit uh, from abroad, she found Mm -hmm. that her neighbor (laughs) had actually put up a stone wall. Um, He he was perhaps waiting for time to lapse um, so that he could claim... Uh, squatter's rights,
1: yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, adverse possession. Yes. And I find that a lot of people acquire land and they don't necessarily bear the responsibility of its ownership. I also like, I have to be honest with you, and this is again my own opinion, just as you've shared yours, yeah. I think that having some sense of responsibility, which means that you always know that there's, you know, there are rates and rent to be paid, leaves you thinking yeah. actively about how to use that land productively because we're thinking in our country a lot of people buy land for speculative reasons yes
1: <laughs> but i have to say yeah. i agree with you a hundred percent it yeah. confers some sort of responsibility mm. but i i agree with in the land rental position but yeah. i have limitations yeah. when it comes to land in the rural areas i mean i don't know it feels like we have a sense of ownership of kenya in the rural areas and, and we don't have
0: yeah. imposition of land rent. Which is which is where really freehold land is, is, is. is. Yeah. So
1: I think I agree with the government when they say that they want to impose land rent on mm. the properties, mm. but I feel like it should be only in the urban areas, you know, commar- the town centers. Yes. Where
0: where land is commercialized and yes. perhaps, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. That, that, that is my opinion. I think we need, okay, it feels like we're, um, I, I heard someone previously say that mm. it feels like we're going back to the colonial time, where you cannot freely own mm. land, where you have to pay your own government to mm. own land. Mm. So I think in the commercial areas, mm. Nairobi, Kisumu, Konza city, it makes sense.
0: It's an interesting debate. It makes ask. sense, yeah. It yeah. makes
1: sense. But in the rural areas, I mean, I feel like we we need that sense of pride, or that sense of ownership. Yeah. That back there. I hear you. And it's essentially agricultural land there. We basically just farm. Yes. We have trees. In
0: fact, I think it's also because farming, for the most part, across the country, is a subsistence farming. Yeah. I recently had a conversation with a friend, and he was telling me that where he comes from, a lot of the things that were done traditionally, he's he was looking at what he owns. Yeah. In uh, his home area, and he said. He has three sons, and he knows yeah. that he can't even go to the land registry and get an approved subdivision for what he owns. he owns. If he wanted to subdivide it and share share out equally to his three to his three sons, interestingly, he never mentioned his daughter. So I also think that some of these conversations are breaking down some of our more traditional thinking yeah. about. Uh, land ownership, and specifically for me also that the forbearance or the, the you know carrying the responsibility that comes with owning it. But yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting conversation. It is, Who it knows is, how is. things are going to You see up.
1: in the urban areas we have they have a responsibility now they they, they clean our our city, we yeah. have the the m you counties well you know our city. They have a... <laughs> there was a time when
0: those <laughs> services were, you know, you know, very well provisioned for these days it's like pulling teeth to get the politicians to actually like, yeah, all but all I'm facilitate saying is the provision of those services. All
1: I'm saying is it kind of is justified in the urban areas because they have this response. They also do that. After getting the rent, they do something for the area. Yeah. So, yeah. But in the rural areas, I mean, yeah. it's not like they're going to be
0: doing anything. Well, who knows? Maybe all of Kenya will become an urban jungle and then we'll all be paying and we'll be happy to pay. I, I would hate it. <laughs> it need, would be sad. It would be sad. We need yeah. those areas. <laughs> We yeah we do to need to those day, day, yeah yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right about that okay um thanks so much monica i mean actually i'm glad we we went in we digressed a different, yeah we <laughs> digressed a bit i i think that it's important that we also share our opinion and some of the things we observe uh, that are going on in the market yeah so thanks for your time again uh guys this is uh we're wrapping up This this episode. Thank you so much for you know being with us throughout the entire conversation. We're looking forward to having an engagement with you. Good people, that concludes this episode of the podcast. We hope you learned something new. Send us any questions, comments, and feedback you may have, including any topics of interest you may want to have featured here. Of course, you know, we'd be glad if you share this. Podcast with your friends, rate it and leave us a review wherever you come across it, and subscribe to get notified of upcoming episodes. This goes a long way to support our work. Connect with us on our social media handles included in the description of this podcast. Do you have a story in the real estate space in Kenya that can inspire, inform, and educate? To feature as a guest, please fill out our podcast guest form. And tell us a little bit about yourself and the topics you'd like to discuss. We would love to hear from you. So you just send us an email, you know, send us a WhatsApp message and we shall pick up the conversation with you. Lastly, you can support this production financially by contacting our marketing team to advertise on the podcast or through your generous giving by using the links in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for your love and support. We totally, we totally appreciate it. And catch you on the next episode. Bye.